This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. What's going on? It's Jeff Rieger. Another episode of the Daily Ticket. Thanks for joining me. And I got to say thank you. Because yesterday's episode, talking about how maybe the Lions march into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs is a possibility. I mean, you guys are awesome. You commented, you reviewed, you downloaded, you rated. I do appreciate it. Now I kind of feel I have something to live up to. It's a good episode yesterday. I'm going to try to top it today. And we have football. We made it to Friday. Life is good, isn't it? Made it through the week. Yesterday, we got to see football, Big Ten football, Minnesota, Nebraska, Florida, and Utah without Cam Rising, their starting quarterback. Today, Michigan chips trying to pull the upset. Tomorrow, Michigan ECU, a game that I don't know how many people actually want to sit and watch. What about Sunday night? Florida State, eighth in the country. LSU, fifth in the country. That's a top 10 matchup. I cannot wait. But I don't want to talk about college football. I don't want to talk about college football because I instead want to tell you how Lions GM Brad Holmes has helped me get over my mistrust in Detroit sport. Let me explain. You ever hear one of those things on the radio, watching it on TV, you hear something, you immediately get chills. You're like, did I hear that right? Well, yesterday, I heard the news about TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, who, of course, the Lions traded away last season, got a 66 million bucks over the course of four years. T.J. Hawkinson, who was taken eighth overall in the 2019 draft, is going to be with the Vikings until and through 2027. So I immediately thought to myself, oh, crap. Eight games against the Lions. T.J. is not only going to have success in Minnesota, but he's going to kill Detroit. And you can't blame me for thinking like this. You can't. Because over the course of the last decade or so, everybody that we trade away, comes back to not only haunt us, but to have success wherever they go. Look at Isak Paredes killing the ball in Tampa Bay. He's literally murdering the baseball. He's got the 13 best OPS in the game. You traded him last year for Austin Meadows, who unfortunately, because of a medical issue, can't get on the field. Nick Castellanos is an all-star, people. You got Alex Lang for him when you traded Castellanos away. He's an all-star. He could help this team. You got nobody. Lang might be a good closer one day when he's not giving up three-run lead to the Yankees like he did yesterday. 
There was J.D. Martinez. Tigers legitimately got nothing for him. I don't think anybody they got for J.D. is still in the system. At age 35, J.D. has 25 homers in L.A. with the Dodgers. And that's before we even get the Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander. For Verlander, Franklin Perez was like the gem of that trade. He's out of the Tigers system. Never healthy. You did get Jake Rogers. All while JV won a Cy Young, two World Series, even pitched another no-hitter. So you can imagine when I hear that TJ Hawkinson signs a massive contract, one of the biggest contracts ever for a tight end, that I immediately think to myself, this is awful news for the Lions. This is bad news for the Lions. But I think Brad Holmes has done such a nice job in Detroit that he's gotten me over this complex. I think. Like, I didn't mind Holmes trading Hawk in the first place. It's not like Hawk did anything for Minnesota last year. Three touchdowns in 10 games, 519 receiving yards. And I like TJ, but he's not Travis Kelsey. He's not George Kittle. He's not Darren Waller. He's 26 years old, so yes, he can still, I guess, get up to the impact of those guys. But if it hasn't happened yet, I don't think it's going to happen. I did not mind at all the trade of TJ Hawkinson for so many reasons. And now that I know how much they had to pay him, I like that he's gone even more. Think about where you can use that money. If you pay TJ, you don't get Cam Sutton. You don't get CJ Gardner-Johnson. You don't get Emmanuel Mosley. And more importantly, moving down the line, eventually you got to re-sign Amon Ra, Panay Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson, Rather have those guys than TJ Hawkinson. So sorry, Tej. I'm glad that you're in Minnesota, the land of a thousand lakes. But I'm also very proud of myself. Because, again, usually I hear something like this, I automatically think doom and gloom, and oh my goodness, Detroit got screwed. Not this time. And it's because of Brad Holmes. And it's not just this move that I've been really impressed with Holmes. It's pretty much everything that he's done. Look how he's built this team in three short seasons. Look what this team looks like now as they get ready for KC and how they looked when Holmes and Campbell took over the job. He's made great moves, even this year. Like Jamal Williams was a great move to bring him here to begin with. Williams had a great season, 17 touchdowns. Now, the majority of them were one to three yards at the goal line. He did have the one massive run of 51 yards. But Jamal had a great season last year. He was a very good blocker, scored a 17 touchdowns, first time in his career, rushed for over 1,000 yards. Brad Holmes said, you could come back. Jamal said, no. He went to New Orleans for less money. So Brad Holmes, and I think this was a great move, got David Montgomery instead. David Montgomery, in my mind, is a better running back than Jamal Williams. He's two years younger. He's been a starter in the league. He's fabulous after contact. Watch him. When they play on Thursday, after the first hit, he keeps going. Jamal doesn't. Jamal is a backup. I don't mean to be rude to Jamal Williams, even though he called me out one time when I called Pokemon, Pokemon. But I'm happy David Montgomery's here. Jamal rushed for 1,000 yards last year. I predict David Montgomery to have the best year of his career. Running behind that O-line. He's going to be amazing. And that, to me, was just a great move. 
A great move by Brad Holmes. Another great move by Brad Holmes. Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. Stafford was here for 12 years. Didn't do anything meaningful in Detroit. Fans love number nine here, as you know. But look what Holmes was able to do. Stafford wanted out. He wanted to go to La La Land. Holmes not only traded him, but he traded him where he wanted to go. He got two first-round picks and Jared Goff. You ever stop and look what they now have because of the Matthew Stafford trade? They have Goff, who the Lions believe is a franchise quarterback. But they also got Efatu Melanfoa, Jamison Williams, more on him in a bit, Josh Pascal, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Roderick Martin. All those guys you were able to get because you traded Matthew Stafford away. I'd say that was a good trade. I'd say that was a good replacement. And now look what Stafford's dealing with. You got his wife, Kelly, on her podcast saying Matthew Stafford doesn't know how to lead young receivers. That Matthew wonders if they look at him as a father. That all they want to do is look at their phone and not look at the playbook. Aren't you glad that's gone? Another great move, I think, by Brad Holmes. Now, Brad Holmes hasn't been infallible. There's been moves that you wonder about. I think JMO was one of those moves. You got JMO because you traded away Stafford. 12th overall pick two years ago. JMO, unfortunately, hasn't been able to get on the field. He's got one touchdown. He's got one NFL catch. He's hurt again, and he's on a six-game suspension for gambling. Then you look at the receivers that you could have had. And there's two guys that jump out. You could have had Jaquan Dotson, who's in Washington, seven touchdowns last year. Also had Christian Watson, second pick of the second round, seven touchdowns over 600 yards receiving with the Packers. Jamal's got one. So again, Brad Holmes isn't God's gift of being a GM. Everybody makes mistakes. But because of a couple moves that he's already done, because of how he's built this team, because of the fact that the Lions got the opening game in the NFL, something I never thought was possible. People are picking them to win the NFC North. Vegas believes they're the fourth best odds to go to the Super Bowl. None of these things I thought were possible after Holmes took over for Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. So usually, like I say, when I hear something like, oh my goodness, Hawk gets the massive contract, you traded Hawk away, he's going to see you in eight games, I get very nervous. I get chills down my spine. I say it's happening again. But Brad Holmes is really kind of, I don't know, cured me of that, I feel. Again, there's some other moves that I didn't love. Like, I kind of feel I would have brought back DJ Shark. When healthy in Detroit, I thought he was great. And Matthew Stafford's, or make that Jared Goff's best friend. However, DJ Shark, you guessed it, is hurt again. He believes he's going to play in the opener. He's with the Panthers right now. And you got Marvin Jones. Now, Jones is older. Wanted to come back to Detroit. Last season, 500 yards receiving, not bad. Three touchdowns. He's 33 years old. I say that was a good move. If DJ Shark is healthy, I like DJ Shark on this team. But the fact that he wasn't healthy and isn't healthy again, 
you got to say, good move by Brad Holmes, right? The one move I really hated, and I'm going to wait and see about JMO. I know a lot of people are writing JMO off. People want to throw around the bus word. I'm not there. I think that's unfair to tell you the truth. I want to see the kid play. But the one move I really did not like was losing DeAndre Swift. Because Swift is in a contract year. And yes, he gets hurt a lot. And he went to Philly. And they're trying to win a Super Bowl. And they could be in your way to go to the Super Bowl. Hell, you could meet them in the NFC title game in the city of brotherly love, and you got to go against DeAndre Swift. Contract year, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a beast. He's already been good in the preseason. I did not like that move. But every time I bring it up, people say the same thing. Well, you do realize if you had Swift, you don't have Jameer Gibbs. And while I don't know what Jameer Gibbs is yet because he's a rookie, we'll see him on Thursday when he plays against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. I mean, it's a good point. I'd rather have Jameer Gibbs than DeAndre Swift. Now, I do believe you probably could have had all three of them. David Montgomery, you took Gibbs in the first round, and then you traded Swift later on in the draft. So I do believe you could have had DeAndre for one more year. But as far as Brad Holmes, the only move I really hated was that move. That move. That's it. So I got to give credit to Brad Holmes because he's done a great job of at least for the moment curing me of something that's plagued me in Detroit for the last decade. Every time I see a trade, I think the guy that you traded is going to go out and have great success and kill Detroit. And that's all that's happened. I think this is going to be different. No problem with trading away TJ Hawkinson. Wish him the best in Minnesota. I don't think he's going to come back to haunt the Lions. But this is where you come in. Let me know. Comment section below. Finding out that Hawk signed the big contract. Does it make you at least stop for a second and say, oof, eight games against Detroit? I'm a little nervous. Or are you like me? You're cured of that attitude. Let me know. Comment section below. And guys, I got to thank you for yesterday. Because yesterday we did a podcast, how the Lions could go into Arrowhead without Chris Jones playing and win the game. A lot of comments, a lot of rates, a lot of reviews, a lot of downloads. I thank you. I have something to live up to, I feel. That was good yesterday. Today I tried to make it even better. I have no idea if I've succeeded or not. But thank you for yesterday, and please download, rate, review. And I'm here Monday through Friday. Every morning you'll have a new take. I hope you enjoyed this one. Now, let's go to the comments, shall we? We do this all the time. I read good comments. I read bad comments. And I swear, especially the comments on YouTube, I'm going to start interacting with. I haven't done that just yet, but I will. Comment number one. A lot of people liked the podcast yesterday, like this guy. And I didn't write down his name. I failed here. But he says, great analysis. I think there's a good chance the Lions can upset the Chiefs, but they need to play clean football, take advantage of their opportunities. I definitely think it will be a close game. I'm excited to see a healthy O-line. I can't wait until next week, go Lions. We got a lot of that, people. A lot of people are really convinced after that podcast that maybe the Lions have a chance. 
I got another great review. It's not who you play, but when you play them. Thanks for the excellent segment yesterday. I do appreciate that. He's right, by the way. Lions could go into Arrowhead. Chiefs are celebrating a championship. It's their ring ceremony. Maybe they lose a little bit of focus. Maybe the Lions are able to take advantage. The more I think about this game, by the way, guys, the more I think to myself, Lions offense is going to be good. They should be able to hang with KC's offense. Just a matter of if you can get a couple stops on defense to try to go ahead in this game and win it. And then how about the bad comment? This was me. And I did a really poor job today of getting people's names. It's a Friday. What do you want from me? I'll be better on Monday. But here's the bad comment. Rieger, comb your hair. Wash your face. Get a damn studio. Care about your product that you're putting out on YouTube. Come on! It's fair. This lighting doesn't make the hair look very good. Looks like it's thinning a little bit. I've done this podcast. I messed up the first couple times. Sweating a little bit. It's 11, 12 at night. So, I'll be better. I promise. Anyway, comment section. Let me know. Was it a mistake to trade away TJ Hawkinson knowing that he signed the massive deal with the Vikings? Does it give you any unsettlement or any unrest at all? And second thing, do you believe, like me, that Brad Holmes has done a really nice job with this team and in the process, it's kind of cured you and cured me of automatically thinking Detroit lost the trade automatically thinking that the guy that leaves is going to be a huge success and we're never going to forget about it. He's done it for me. Holmes has done a great job. Now we wait to see how they look on the field, but I really do believe this is going to be a good football team. I want everybody to enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the college football. We'll catch you bright and early on Monday with the daily ticket. I urge you, I ask you, I beg you, rate, review, download the daily ticket wherever you get your podcast it's been a pleasure we'll catch you next time the daily ticket enjoy the weekend let's all go out and party see ya